0: Welcome to episode two of the Forex podcast. I believe I hold the record of space between episodes. Episode one of this podcast series was uploaded about three years ago so I do apologize for that but I'm back I apologize but here we go episode 2 this episode is all about risk and money management which is a real crucial part of becoming a forex trader It's something that's not discussed enough many blown trading accounts if not all blown trading accounts are due to a lack of risk and money management So in this episode, I'm going to talk and teach all about those things at the end of the episode. If there's time, I'm going to spend a bit of time talking about potential trading opportunities that are on the horizon with the New Zealand dollar, the Australian dollar, the yen, possibly the Turkish lira as well. So thank you so much for being with me today and let's get started. Becoming a profitable forex trader is not easy. Almost all who try to make money from trading financial markets end up failing. That is the honest truth. And nearly everyone listening to this podcast has either been on a really hard journey where they've lost money but are now profitable or are still on that journey because it's really difficult to make money from trading. The common reasons why most traders fail are usually one of three reasons number one is they don't have a profitable trading strategy number two is they do have a profitable trading strategy but they don't follow it due to trading emotions trading psychology fear greed boredom impatience these things lead them away from sticking to their rules that the strategy the system has given them they're not following their trading plan number three is not protecting capital. They are trading with too high risk. They have a lack of risk and money management, so they end up losing far too much or even blowing their trading account. And believe it or not, trading emotion and risk management are good friends. They go hand in hand. And you'll learn all about this in this episode of the Forex podcast. Generally, when... Someone becomes emotional, they increase their risk. And trading with high risk can result in temporary high returns, but ultimately it will lead to large losses and blown trading accounts. Those that trade with high risk are generally trading on emotion. They are being patient, they are being greedy. So they do go hand in hand. And as you tighten your risk management, the trading emotions actually become less. And there will be an episode of the Forex podcast in future all about trading psychology and trading emotions, and perhaps that will be the next episode, episode three. But just to touch on it now, if you want to reduce your trading emotions, those negative trading emotions, if you want to feel the impact of trading psychology less, the key really is risk and money management. The tighter the risk management Generally, the less emotion that there is. Now, I'm going to start off this episode by talking about gambling and the difference between gambling and trading professionally or having a professional approach to trading. Because a lot of risk is created by newbie traders who see trading as like this big casino Now I've even heard some trading educators referring to the markets as a casino and that's just totally crazy um, the markets are not a casino at all gambling and trading are very different the main difference between gambling and trading is the element of being able to control risk because successful trading is all about controlling risk and if possible eliminating risk gambling has little to no ability to control risk whereas trading is mostly about controlling risk those that gamble put their faith in chance so it's the luck of the dice the luck of the cards the luck of the roulette wheel there is a big element of chance in gambling when gambling the risk of losing money depends on chance When trading, the risk of losing money depends on strategy. It's true that the results of a trading strategy are random. I have trading strategies that I use on a daily basis. I don't know if they're going to make money that day or lose money. I may have a 60% win rate on a strategy. I don't know if the next 10 trades are going to be winning trades, losing trades, or a mix of both. But the difference is... There is logic behind driving my trading results, whereas it's not down to chance. It's not down to the hand that you're dealt at the table or whatever numbers show on the dice. There is this logical approach to trading that is often based on extensive technical or fundamental analysis for both entry of the trade and exit, and also direction. So when you approach the markets, There should be a very logical reason why you think Euro US dollar is going to move up or US dollar yen is going to become bearish. Either that's based on some key technicals that you can see or some fundamental analysis. And you think price is going to change direction or continue its direction. You would have key technical or fundamental or both for entry, for exit. These things provide strategy, they provide logic to the trade. The trade is thought about, it's planned, it's studied, and analysed in great detail. We're not just placing our money on red or betting on the deal of the cards. There is logic. It's not down to chance. So a couple of things that you can take away from what I just said. Number one, trades should be based on logic, not chance. You need to have a clear trading strategy that provides an edge. Number two, trade should be well planned and studied, not traded on gamblers hope. If you ever enter a trade and you feel this trade has to be profitable. I'm all in on this trade. This has to be the winning trade that is gambler's hope that is a gambler's view of the markets and a gambler's view of trading which is totally wrong be a professional you need a clear trading strategy in place and you need to have strong risk and money management and later on in this episode i'll go through some top tips of strong risk and money management a bit like a checklist things that you can go through make sure that you're implementing. Now, the other difference between gambling and trading, apart from the chance element, is when you're gambling, the money placed on any bet is either lost in full or returned with winnings. So if I put £100, 100 dollars, €100 Euros on red, I generally just lose that. I lose the 100 dollars, £100, €100, 100 Euros, or... I get it returned with my winnings. It's all or nothing. Whereas when trading and investing, each position that we enter either appreciates or depreciates in value. It's not all or nothing. Your position will rise or fall with market price. It's an investment or at least a speculative investment. So something else you can take away from this is trades should never be all Or nothing if they are you're obviously risking far too much you're probably trading on emotion and you're not tackling the markets professionally so can trading be gambling absolutely there are so many people out there that gamble on the markets they go all in on a long euro US dollar they see the Turkish Lira is extremely oversold So they start buying the Turkish lira with no thought about technicals or fundamentals. Simply, they're just placing a bet with a gambler's spirit, hoping that things will move in their favor. These things are wrong. If you want to be a professional trader, if you want to be a serious trader, if you want to make money from the markets, you need to not be a gambler. Do not be a gambler. I don't know how many times I can repeat this. So the first thing you need to learn about risk and money management is don't be a gambler. Just don't do it. Don't take trades based on false hope, on chance, and don't make these trades that are all or nothing. You're either going to blow your account or you're not. You're going to lose 50% of your account or not. It's just crazy. So why do we have to be strict with our risk management? Number one is trading emotion, is to reduce those trading emotions. And there'll be an episode in future, probably the next episode, all about trading emotions and how to reduce them and why they lead to serious consequences if you start trading on your emotions. Another reason why you need to have strict risk management in place is a preservation of trading capital so you need to be able to take losing trades and still have sufficient capital to trade or you need to not get yourself into such a big drawdown that emotionally it's incredibly difficult to get out good risk and money management allows a trader to take consecutive losing trades and still have the necessary capital to keep trading let me say that again good risk and money management allows a trader to take consecutive losing trades and still have the necessary capital to keep trading if you don't have good risk management in place your drawdowns can be so deep that you become emotional or you could have five losing trades in a row which happens i have consecutive losing trades in a row and it happens very frequently you need to be able to survive that and come out the other end if you have five losing trades and suddenly you don't have enough money in your account to carry on trading you've got a serious problem there you're obviously risking far too much now what is the consequence of doing this what is the consequence of having good risk and money management which reduces your trading emotions which preserves your trading capital what is the the consequence the good consequence of doing this you have an increased chance of success traders that are less emotional are able to preserve trading capital and have a much higher chance of being successful as a forex trader or as any trader a stock trader a commodities trader these things are imperative they also give you a much more professional image and attitude. If you are serious about trading and want to be able to trade for a fund or with other people's money or trade with a funded account that's quite popular nowadays is to have like a funded account then risk management is something you have to master making an income from trading or being accepted by a trading fund is only possible if you can demonstrate a deep understanding and consistent commitment to managing and controlling your trading risk. Let me say that again Making an income from trading or being accepted by a trading fund is only possible if you can demonstrate a deep understanding and consistent commitment to managing and controlling your trading risk. So let me share with you my top tips, my guidance for having good, strong, strict risk and money management. Some of these things will seem very simple, very obvious, but bear with it. Number one, stop losses and take profits. This may be too simple and obvious for most of you, but I had to mention it. There are so many traders, new traders, even experienced traders, that will open a trade without a stop loss. Using a stop loss allows you to limit your risk per trade and avoid the pitfall of holding on to a losing trade for too long. To be successful in trading, your losses need to be small and your profits need to be big. Risk-reward ratios, which we'll come to a bit later on, that's one of my tip. So use a stop loss to help with that. If you don't have a stop loss in place, you're going to hold on to a position for far too long and you're going to end up having small wins and big losses, which is the opposite to what you want. And as mentioned earlier, when I was talking about logic and entry and exit direction, all stop losses and take profits should be totally logical and should fit as part of your trading strategy. My next top tip, position sizing. This is a big one. Most new traders that are emotionally trading, trading on their emotions, or blowing trading accounts, or both, are simply risking too much, far too much per trade. Their lot size is just too big for their account balance. All traders should be risking anywhere from 0.1%, to 2% max, I would even say 0.1% to 1%. No more. The less you can risk, the better. There are two reasons why your position size will be too big. Number one is trading emotion. This keeps coming up, doesn't it? As I mentioned earlier, risk management and trading emotions go hand in hand. They're very closely related. So one of the reasons why you're risking too much is greed is wanting to to make money quickly. It's impatience. It's based on trading emotion. Another reason why your position size may be too big is just your naivety, is your ignorance. You don't know how to position size. So learn how to do that. You can probably find it on my website. Go and have a look or just Google it. But ensure your position size is correct. You will need to use a position size calculator, if not already, or have some sort of formula or something on your trading account that helps you to risk the right amount per trade which shouldn't really be anywhere more than one percent you know the guidance is 0.1 percent two percent i would say try and keep it below one percent if you can now moving on from position sizing is leverage leverage is amazing okay leverage is not a bad thing leverage is a good thing it helps you to make large returns even with the smallest of trading accounts, and I love it. So you can open a Forex trading account with 20 bucks and have enough to take trades and make money. But having too much leverage drastically increases trading risk. There is nothing inherently wrong with leverage, but high leverage does enable a trader to take huge risks, and that's what we're trying to avoid is trying to open positions that have minimal risk. With leverage, you can open positions that are far too big. So this is very tied into position sizing, far too big for your account balance. They're just too big and you're gonna lose too much money too quickly. High leverage means that a trader can drastically increase lot size and overall market exposure, whereas low leverage automatically reduces the limit of risk a trader can take in the forex markets a leverage of 1 to 30 to 1 to 100 is more than adequate you don't need anything more than 1 to 100 leverage 1 to 30 is what I have on all my main accounts that's what FCA as UK uh, regulated brokers offer they don't offer anything more than that It's totally fine 1 to 30 leverage should be sufficient if you want to go a bit higher just don't go over 1 to 100 I've seen some brokers offer 1 to 500, 1 to 1,000. That just screams blown trading accounts. You don't need that much leverage. The only reason why you would need that much leverage is to take huge position sizes, which goes back to my previous point. If your position size is too big, you're going to lose too much. And you don't want to do that. To avoid the temptation or even the ability to overtrade, to have position sizes that are too large just have a smaller leveraged account if your leverage is at 130 you're going to struggle to have position sizes that are far too big it's still possible but it's not as easy to do so do yourself a favor and have a trading account with lower leverage another top tip risk reward ratios all potential rewards should be larger than potential risks if you follow this with every trade it does two things number one it means that you've had to set a stop loss in order to have the risk against the reward number two it ensures that winners are always bigger than losers so your take profit is set and it's bigger than your stop loss though risk to reward does not directly help to reduce risk it does help to manage your account balance and add more logic to what you are doing. So have risk-reward ratios, healthy risk-reward ratios, at least one to two risk-reward. I would say at least one to three, if possible. Ensure that your winners always outweigh your losers. Another point, account balance. If you fund an account with more than you're willing to lose, then you're risking too much. Anything you put into your brokerage account should be funds you're willing to lose. That will help reduce trading emotion, which in turn will help increase your risk management. Do not risk more than you're willing to lose. The easiest way to do that is to only put in your brokerage account what you're willing to lose. While I'm on the subject of brokerage accounts, let's talk about broker risk so there is a chance that your broker could go bust another reason to only fund your account with what you're willing to lose so a good top tip is only fund your brokerage account with what you need to be able to trade if you have ten thousand pounds ten thousand dollars ten thousand euros available to trade with maybe put three four thousand in the brokerage account and keep that six thousand seven thousand in a savings account out the way And then you can add to the brokerage account if you need to there's no reason why you have to put your full amount of capital in the brokerage account if you're using good position sizing if you have a healthy leverage you can take the trades you need to with probably only 20 to 30 percent of your actual available trading funds so don't put all your funds in a brokerage account you might want to use a variety of brokers to spread your capital Amongst different brokers, try and have an account with like a UK-based broker, a broker that is regulated by the FCA. They'll compensate you up to eighty-five thousand pounds if the broker goes bust. So there is like this compensation scheme available that can help reduce your risk. But what I'm trying to say to you is there is a risk with holding funds with a broker. Keep that in mind at all times. Only fund your brokerage account with what you need to be able to trade, to take trades. The rest keeps somewhere else or at least spread your capital amongst a number of brokers. I'm currently trading with three, four different brokers. Another top tip is market gaps. So the Forex markets close for the weekend and those markets can gap. Don't keep positions open over the weekend that are near stop losses. So it could be that the market gaps well below your stop loss And then you end up losing a lot more than you intended to lose you know if your stop-loss is 15 pips away from a open position and we're nearing Friday close it's probably best just to close the position out because as far as you know the market could open 150 pips down 200 pips down past your stop-loss when markets reopen on Sunday Monday And you're going to be stopped out at that price. You would not be stopped out at the price you've set for your stop loss because the market has gapped higher or lower, whatever the scenario is. So keeping positions open over the weekend is risky. It's not if you have a decent space between current price and the stop loss area. But if you're nearing that stop loss area, it's generally best to close the position out just to prevent a market gap. Unexpected things can happen over a weekend which can cause a market to gap. Something else to be aware of is major economic news. Try and trade around the news. Once again, if major news is approaching and you have a position nearing stop loss, you're going to see increased spreads. You might even see market gaps. Don't take that risk. Be aware of news, economic news that's going to impact the markets. Try and trade around it or reduce position sizing as news events are on the horizon. Use a calendar, an economic calendar, and look at that on a daily basis. Be aware of the news events that day. Watch BBC News. Know what's happening in the world. Reduce your risk by being aware of market-moving news and try not to trade through it this will help reduce your risk another top tip and I've already said this really and that's having a trading strategy if you don't have a trading strategy you're open to all sorts of risks your trading strategy should tell you why and when to enter why and when to exit it should detail the risk to take per trade the position sizing and lots of other things to close positions down over the weekend so a trading strategy should really not just detail why to get into a trade but it should detail your risk plan, your risk and money management rules. So have a trading strategy in place. Another way to reduce risk when trading is to ensure that you're not overexposed to a single currency. It might be that you've bought Australian dollar Swiss franc, Australian dollar yen, and Australian dollar US dollar. So you've spread your cash between three trades, but they're all on Australian dollar. Which means if the Australian dollar suddenly falls quite sharply you could be overexposed to the Australian dollar and take a big loss to so ensure that your currency risk your currency exposure risk your market exposure is not overly exposed by being exposed to the same currency all in the same direction so to summarize these tips use stop losses and take profits use logical position sizing somewhere below 1% per trade use risk to reward ratios healthy risk reward ratios ensure that you're trading with a broker that's well regulated and don't deposit all your funds with that broker use sensible leverage 1 to 30 is fine don't go over 1 to 100 leverage be aware of market gaps market moving news have a trading strategy Don't overexpose yourself to a particular currency or other financial instrument. In summary, be a professional, be a trader, not a gambler. Be sensible, do your research and be smart. There are some potential trading opportunities on the horizon, which I wanted to go through with you just briefly. So if you've been following the Turkish Lira on the charts, I believe currently US dollar Turkish Lira is around 99 on the RSI. If we're looking at like a daily chart, 99 RSI, I've never seen it before in my life. That is the Turkish Lira falling, weakening and US dollar strengthening. So US dollar Turkish Lira has climbed so high we've reached 99 on the RSI. This thing could continue to climb higher. We may even hit 100 on the RSI if that's possible. There is no reason currently to be buying the Turkish Lira. It's just falling and falling. They have a currency crisis. Now, the reason why I bring this up is over the weekend, Turkey has appointed a finance minister, a new finance minister who is a lot more orthodox in his approach to economics and finance. And we could see some good things start to happen in Turkey. So I don't want to go into Turkey and why there's a currency crisis. That's a whole podcast episode by itself. But what you need to know is inflation is sky high in Turkey and interest rates haven't been going up to tackle that inflation this finance minister is likely not guaranteed but likely to start raising interest rates which would be good for turkey which could bring inflation down and could strengthen the turkish lira so something to watch out for if interest rates start climbing higher and are likely to continue climbing higher for turkey this massive move On these turkish lira repairs could start reversing so be aware of that i recently uploaded a video to my youtube channel about the reserve bank of new zealand and the choices they've made the main choice being they're no longer putting interest rates up we've seen some big drops in the new zealand dollar i expect the new zealand dollar to continue to fall if you want to learn more about that go and find my youtube channel um, and watch the video Uh, about the New Zealand dollar and the Reserve Bank of New Zealand, I'm expecting that Australia may do something similar. So we could see some big moves in the Australian dollar. And those two currencies are positively correlated as well. So a big move in the New Zealand dollar could just mean a big move in the Australian dollar. But I do expect the Reserve Bank of Australia to have a similar stance uh, to the Reserve Bank of New Zealand. That is not guaranteed. It's far too early to make a suggestion like that. But i'm thinking about coming weeks and months could be something to look out for the yen is another currency this time not to sell but to buy the yen is looking very weak at the moment if you look at the charts But we've had some real key good economic figures come out for japan we're still weakening the yen is still weakening but i think that weakness may be coming to an end so buying opportunities for the yen are on the table for me. Thank you so much for watching this episode of the Forex podcast. Risk and money management is a bit like fundamental analysis. There are things that people don't want to do, there are things that people don't want to to learn, to implement, for whatever reason, but they really need to. So if you haven't enjoyed this episode, ensure you are at least doing what I've mentioned in this episode and stick with this series. Thank you so much for listening. I'll speak to you in a future episode. I wish you all the best in your trading, and let's hope that the markets are treating us all well.